Constantinople was the capital of the Byzantine Empire and had a large Jewish community. One night, a mother became alarmed in her house as she was alone and her baby was unwell. Her husband was at Shul for Maidiv, and after davening, he would stay for a shir in Gemara, which the Chacham gave every night. And the mother became worried. She did not know what to do. As her baby's condition worsened, she decided to run over to the doctor's house to ask him if he would come and see her child, or at least give her some medicine for the child to take. She knew that it was unsafe for a woman to be found on the streets of Constantinople alone at night, but she felt she had to take the chance for the sake of her baby. The mother threw her shawl over her head and shoulders and went out into the street. It was a dark night, for the sky was overcast, but her anxiety for her child was stronger than her fear as she hurried as fast as she could, looking neither to the right nor to the left. She did not notice that a carriage had begun to follow her. As she turned onto the street where the doctor's house was, the carriage accelerated, stopped next to her, and a man jumped out. He covered her mouth with one hand and grabbed her with his arm and dragged her into the carriage. The poor woman fainted from the shock. When she awoke, she found herself lying on a couch in a strange room. Nearby, on a chair, sat a Turkish military officer staring at her. For a moment, she did not know what had happened to her. She found herself in a beautifully decorated room that she had never seen before. When her memory returned, she was horrified to realize that she had been kidnapped by this Turkish military officer. But why? Surely not for a ransom. She and her husband were quite poor. They had been rich previously, when her husband was a diamond merchant, but his entire fortune had been stolen during a pogrom. Please, please let me go, she begged. I have a sick baby at home. I just ran out to get medicine for my baby. My husband will be home soon, and he will be worried for me and will come looking for me. The officer smirked. Forget your baby. Forget your husband. Forget everything about your previous life. From now on, you belong to me. I will make you the queen of my household. You will live in luxury. You will wear beautiful clothing and expensive jewelry. Anything you wish will be yours. Chas v'shalom, she screamed. Chas v'shalom that I should be yours. I belong to someone else. I am a God-fearing Jewish woman. You must let me go. If you have a heart in your chest, you will let me go back to my baby, my husband, my people, my life. Have a heart, please. No, replied the military officer. You will never leave this house. If you will be clever and accept my offer, you will be the queen of the house. But if you reject my offer, you will be the slave here, and you will work. But anyway, you have the whole night to think about it. I must leave now. I have guard duty tonight at the Sultan's palace. Think well 
about what I've told you. Any other woman in Constantinople would consider herself lucky to be in your shoes. Now, I will lock you in this room for the night, and I hope you will be wiser in the morning. He led her down a long corridor and up a winding staircase. Up and up they went, so many steps. At the top of the staircase was an iron door. The military officer took out a large key, unlocked the door, opened it, and pushed her in before closing and locking the door. The last thing she heard was the echo of his steps fading down the stone stairs. The poor woman was terrified. She couldn't see a thing. Just then, the clouds parted and the moon lit up the circular room. She realized that she was at the top of a minaret or a tower, much like a lighthouse. The room was bare, only a couch and some rugs. She sat down on the couch and began to weep. She cried for her baby. She cried for her husband. She cried for herself and her seemingly hopeless situation. And she prayed and prayed to Hashem to help her in her distress. She just waited for the dawn to break, not knowing from where her help would come or from whom. Only a Ness could save her, only a miracle. Finally, the shadows of night began to roll away and the first glimmer of dawn appeared in the eastern sky. She got up and walked out onto the balcony that surrounded the room at the top of the tower. She looked over the fence, so high up, it made her dizzy to look down. What did she see? Down below there was a beautiful garden with flowers and shrubs and ornamental plants and even a fountain. The garden was surrounded by a high wall beyond which she could see the city and the waters of the bay. Ugh, if I were not so high up, I would simply jump, she thought. She stepped back inside, sat down on the couch, and then she thought, maybe I should jump. What if I die? I'd rather die then remain a captive here. This is no life for a Jewish woman. I must make up my mind quickly. He'll be back soon. I'm going to do it. She picked up a heavy rug that was spread over the couch and wrapped herself in it to soften the fall. She walked with difficulty out onto the balcony and she davened to Hashem once more. Hashem, please help me this once so I can return to my home and my baby and my husband and I can bring up my baby with my husband in the Jewish way and I will bring up any other children you may bless us with in the way you want Jewish children to be brought up. Hashem, you have shown miracles to our people in our times of need. It's my time of need now. Even though I may not be worthy, Please grant me a miracle too, so that I may be saved. And then she climbed over the railing and jumped. For a few moments, she lay dazed. Then 
She moved her arms and then her legs. Not a bone was broken. She was alive. The blanket must have saved me, she thought, or, or maybe this large patch of bushes into which I fell. No. No, it was a miracle. Hashem answered my prayers. Thank you, Hashem, she murmured as she stood up. Still wrapped in the blanket, she ran down the garden path to the wall, to the gate, through the gate, and through the streets, not stopping until she reached her home, pounded on the door, and fell into her husband's arms when he opened the door. How's the baby? she asked. Baruch Hashem, the baby's fine. Baruch Hashem, she whispered, with tears streaming down her face. Where have you been? her husband asked. She was so exhausted, she couldn't even speak. Where have you been? he repeated. He sounded almost impatient. She began to cry, but after a few moments, she took a deep breath and told her husband the entire story about how the baby was unwell and she dared out into the night to visit the doctor for medicine, how she was captured by a Turkish officer, and finally her miraculous escape from the top of the tower. Her husband listened. He didn't doubt that she could have been kidnapped by a Turkish officer, but how could she have jumped from a tower and escaped without a scratch? Could it be true? He was unable to question her further as she had fallen asleep. So he left the room and decided to speak with the Chacham about the matter. It was too early to disturb the Chacham, so he walked in the fresh, early morning air. He walked down to the beautiful bay, and sat down, and stared at the gentle waves as they rolled back and forth. As he sat by the water, contemplating the unusual situation in which he found himself, he heard a voice. Good morning, may I join you? He turned and looked and saw a Turkish officer whose face showed signs of agitation. The officer sat down next to him. It looks like you have something on your mind also. Let's tell each other our troubles. Maybe we'll feel better. So the officer began. The woman's husband was in no mood to listen to stories, but when he heard what the officer had to say, he became very interested indeed. And this is what the officer said. Any woman who goes out alone at night in the city of Constantinople is fair game, he heard the officer say. If I didn't grab her, some slave merchant would have grabbed her anyway. So I grabbed a woman off the street. I've met many women in my life, but never a Jewish woman before. Are all Jewish women so brave? I took her to my house, I locked her in the room at the top of my high tower, and when I got there in the morning, she was gone. The only way she could have escaped is by jumping. But I wouldn't have believed that anyone could have jumped from that height and survived. If it weren't for the clump of crushed bushes at the foot of the tower, I would say she had just grown wings and flown away. Really, said the woman's husband. 
What an extraordinary story. Extraordinary? said the Turkish officer. I think it's unbelievable. But anyway, I really don't care about the woman. But the rug she took, that's a problem. The rug? What rug? She took a rug off the couch and must have wrapped herself in it. Okay, but why should you feel so bad about a plain old rug? Well, said the officer, this was no plain old rug. I had sewn into it all of my precious gems, worth a fortune. I had stolen them from the Jews in the last pogrom. I kept the rug locked in that tower. Nobody knew about it. Now it's gone forever. What should I do? The woman's husband paid no more attention to the officer. For him, it was enough to know that his wife had told him the truth. What a miracle to be saved from slavery and captivity and also to get our fortune back. He rose up. Well, said the officer, what should I do? I can only suggest that in the future you leave innocent women alone and find a safer place for your gems. Yes, I suppose you're right. But what about you? You haven't told me what's bothering you. To tell you the truth, answered the woman's husband, now that I've heard your sad story, I feel much better already. Goodbye. And he hurried home. His wife was awake when her husband came back. He greeted her with great excitement. Hashem has been so good to us, he said. Come, where's the rug you brought home? She showed him. He quickly grabbed a pair of scissors, cut open the edge of the rug, and all of his fortune spilled out onto their floor. We won't stay in this wicked city anymore, he said. Baruch Hashem. Thank God for Hashgacha Protestant.